Book Four, Chapter Twelve of Under the Witch's Moon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Under the Witch's Moon by Nathan Galazier. Book Four, Chapter Twelve. Sunrise. The thunder clouds had rolled away to eastward. A rosy glow was creeping over the sky. The air was fresh with the coming of dawn. Softly they laid Helene by the side of a marble fountain, and splashed the cooling drops upon her pale face. After a time she opened her eyes. The first object they encountered was Tristan, who was bending over her, fear and anxiety in his face. Her colorless lips parted in a whisper as her arms encircled his neck. "'You are with me,' she said, and the transparent lids drooped again. Those who had not been slain of the congregation of hell had been bound in chains. Among the dead was Theodora. The contents of a vial she carried on her person had done its work instantaneously. Suddenly alarms resounded from the region of Castel San Angelo. There was a great stir and buzz, as of an awakened beehive. There were shouts at the Flaminian gate, the martial tread of mailed feet, and, as the sun's first ray kissed the golden archangel on the summit of the Flavian Emperor's mausoleum, a horseman, followed by a glittering retinue, dashed up the path, dismounted, and raised his visor. Before the astounded assembly stood Alberic, the senator of Rome. Just then they brought the body of Theodora from the subterranean chapel and laid it silently on the greensword, beside that of Basil the Grand Chamberlain. The Cardinal Archbishop of Ravenna was the first to speak. "'My lord, we hardly trust our eyes. All Rome is mourning you for dead.' Alberic turned to the speaker. With the aid of the saint I have prevailed against the foulest treason ever committed by a subject against his trusting lord. The bribed hosts of Hassan Abdullah, which were to sack Rome, are scattered in flight. The attempt upon my own life has been prevented by a miracle from heaven. But what of these dead?" Odo of Cluny approached the senator of Rome. The awful horror which has gripped the city is past. Christ rules once more, and Satan is vanquished. This is a matter for your private ear, my lord." Odo pointed to the kneeling form of Tristan, who was supporting Helene in his arms, trying to soothe her troubled spirit, to dispel the memory of the black horrors which held her trembling soul in thrall. Approaching Tristan, Alberic laid his hand upon his head. "'We knew where to trust, and we shall know how to reward. My lords and prelates of the Church, matters of grave import await you. We meet again in the Emperor's tomb.' Beckoning to his retinue, Alberic remounted his steed, as company upon company of men-at-arms filed past, a host such as the city of Rome had not beheld in decades, with drums and trumpets, pennants and banderoles, long lines of glittering spears, gorgeous surcoats, and splendid suits of mail. The forces of the Holy Roman Empire were passing into the Eternal City. At their head the Senator of Rome was returning into his own. At last they were alone, Tristan and Helene. His companions had departed. With them they had taken their dead. Helene opened her eyes. They were somber, yet at peace. Tristan! He bent over her. My own Helene! It is beautiful to be loved, she whispered. I have never been loved before. You shall be, he replied, now and forever, before God and the world. The old shadow came again into her eyes. What of the Lord Roger? 
She read the answer in his silence. A tear trickled from the violet pools over her eyes. Then she raised herself in his arms. "'I thought I should go mad,' she crooned. "'But I knew you would come. And you are here. Here. With me, Tristan.' He took her hands in his, his soul in his eyes. The sun had risen higher through the gold bars of the east, dispelling the gray chill of dawn. She nestled closer to him. "'Take me back to Avalon, to my rose-garden,' she crooned. "'Life is before us, yonder, where first we loved.' He took her in his arms, and kissed her eyes and the small sweet mouth. A lark began to sing in the silence. End of Book Four Chapter Twelve And End of Under the Witch's Moon